0: Welcome to the Broadcast Dialogue podcast, the show all about the media industry in Canada. Welcome to Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. I'm Sean Smith. Welcome to part two of our series on Validate Audio Attribution. Validate is a game-changing platform that solves for one of radio's greatest sales challenges. That's proving the effectiveness of our clients' radio advertising campaigns with quantifiable data, just like digital. The attribution code has been cracked by Canada's Patterson Media, which has partnered with Momentum Media Marketing, the parent of broadcast dialogue, to bring Validate to market with the goal of becoming an industry-wide solution for radio by radio people. Andrew Snook is Director of Digital for Patterson Media and one of the key minds behind Validate. And he joins me now. Andrew, thanks for being here. Thank you, Sean. Now we're here to talk about Validate, but first I wanted to talk a little bit about your background for a minute. You graduated from the University of Alberta with a BA in Economics. Now, how did you end up in the radio field?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's a good question, Sean. So I actually started um, doing some Uh, computer software work at a a fairly young age. In uh, high school, I had a bunch of uh, consulting jobs that I was uh, working on, and uh, one of them happened to be for a local radio station, CKER in Edmonton, Mm -hmm. uh, that at the time was um, an ethnic radio station, and got doing some work for them on um, some website projects and uh, some different things around uh, streaming and email. And uh, that was, I guess, really the start of my journey of kind of this intersection between technology and radio, and just have uh, found myself in that industry ever since.
0: What was it that, that drew you to that? Ah, oh, just, a,
1: just a fun environment of um, right. people being in the, the building and, and enjoying what they do and uh, realizing that purpose of informing and entertaining the local community. Uh, That's just really exciting. Not doing a lot of economics work on a daily basis, but certainly the, the, the style of thinking and the way of um, solving problems in a logical way has uh, been very helpful for my career.
0: Tell me about where the broadcast business was technology-wise around the time that you co-founded StreamOn. In uh, 2006,
1: we had been working on some technology at, uh, at CKER Radio where we had a, a bit of a challenge there where at that time, streaming audio was very, very unreliable and it was the opposite of being easy to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would typically go to a radio website and the first thing it would ask you is, um, how do you want to listen to the station? Do you want to use Windows Media Player, Real Audio? quick time and then you would be given a set of instructions on how to download those plugins which would usually take about half an hour on those slower connections and uh, my project was to find a way to simplify that have a one-click listening experience with audio quality that uh, was similar to our, our fm broadcast and uh, just at the time that we were starting to make some really good progress on that, the radio stations were, were sold. And we decided that uh, we felt like we were, we were on to something and we wanted to, to take some of the, the learnings here and the, the technology we were starting to think about and uh, create a company to offer some of those solutions to other broadcasters. And that was really the birth of Streamon.
0: So let's fast forward a little bit. How did you end up in the midst of Patterson Media?
1: Yeah, well, I can tell you how uh, just how that kind of came about is uh, back in uh, 2017, I got a phone call from from Rod Schween, the, the president of the group. And, um, and he called me up because he had this problem trying to schedule some audio pre-roll ads. Mm-hmm. And I helped him and walked him through that. But at the end of the call i just said you know rod you're the president of this group what on earth are you doing scheduling audio apps <laughs> and he kind of laughed and and uh, you know if you you know roddy's he's, he's the the type of person that just wants to dig in and understand how things work and that's right he said, um, you know, he realizes that uh, digital is going to be very important for the, the future of uh, Patterson. And for him to be able to lead that transformation, he needs to understand how some of this works. And he had spent a period of time where he was just going through doing some of the most basic tasks to, uh, to educate himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really admired that. I thought that was uh, uh, fantastic. Um, but then he kind of laughed and said, uh, yeah, but this isn't sustainable. And at some point, he, he is going to have to hire a senior executive to oversee some of this. I went away from that phone call, not initially thinking it would be me, but uh, just thinking about how, how to help Patterson as a valued partner. And I and, uh, found myself on my front porch one day, uh, just with a notebook, uh, sketching out some strategies and ideas for digital innovation. And uh, as I started doing that, I realized, uh, you know, this would actually be a job I think I would really enjoy. And I uh, quickly called Rod back and said that, you know, that opportunity you were talking about, I I think I'd like that and I'd like that to be me.
0: One of the many, many projects that you embarked upon over time was the audio attribution issue. Mm. And Mm. I wonder if you can frame that challenge for me and the steps you took to solve for it.
1: Yeah, this is a really big problem in our industry. I'd say uh, uh, probably one of our our greatest challenges in radio here today. We've got a situation where more and more advertisers of all sizes, from the, the biggest national advertisers to the smallest local businesses, are getting accustomed to spending a little bit of money, and in some cases, a lot of money, with Google and Facebook. And when they do that and they get into these ecosystems, a big part of it is having access to a dashboard where they can see the results of their campaign. They can see how much they're spending and what that's equating to in terms of the number of impressions and response rates and how people respond to those ads. For some advertisers, they they use this data in very sophisticated ways to modify their creative and make adjustments to their campaigns. And for other clients, it's, it's just a data hug, and it's a way for them to feel good about their spend and to justify what they're doing. And the trend that we're finding and, and have found is that um, just as businesses get used to having access to these dashboards, it's become a real challenge for our radio reps when they're sitting down with a client 90 days into a campaign and uh, doing a review, and the question comes up from the client, how's it going? Is this working or not? And we can have some interesting discussion around that and talk about um, traffic into the store and different trends that they they hear. Uh, you know, you will have people say, I, I heard your ad on the radio. But in comparison to these these dashboards, it just has it felt like we're, we're missing something very important. So that realization led us to kind of go through a process of evaluating different products on the market that were designed for, for radio attribution. And as we did that, we just felt like all of them had a real fundamental flaw in that they were designed around these very, very short attribution windows and trying to see if there's a, a response from an ad, a listener uh, within minutes of an ad airing. And we just knew that that wasn't the way that radio advertising worked. Um, A lot of times a very successful campaign will help to create brand awareness and lead to a search, you know, months later where somebody is just searching for a local plumber. And when they do that and they're greeted with that list in Google of the uh, 20 to 50 different results, a successful radio campaign will lead that person doing the search to say, yeah, I've heard of those guys. I think they're trustworthy. We wanted to have a solution that could provide attribution back to that type of campaign where the response might be coming 30, 60, 90 days after somebody has heard an ad and to be able to quantify that in a way that just uh, uh, properly reflects how the medium works.
0: So you came back from viewing those other solutions in the marketplace and really regrouping around the proposition that is fundamental to radio which is we're building relationships here over time which then manifest into transactions as opposed to digital ad which you know you click on it or 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 it's gone and so that's mm-hmm. like uh, like an immediate transaction we're talking about a relationship
1: the interesting thing with google search is Uh, I think a lot of times they're really claiming credit for uh, the hard work that we're doing on the radio side where we're building these brands and people are doing a search. And when they do that search and there is a paid ad and somebody clicks on that, Google takes the credit and they say, yep, this is something that uh, we referred this traffic. And what's not being captured in that equation is what drove the search to begin with. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what we're trying to measure. And the, the real key insight that we had as we started looking into different data sources is the realization that our radio audience, it's uh, an audience that engages with us on two different platforms. We have our our traditional broadcast in the car uh, on on FM and AM, which has all of the strengths of being in in every vehicle. It's easy to use. It's widely used, but more and more, we've also got this growing portion of um, our audience that is listening to us on digital platforms and they're tuning in on smart speakers and station apps and radio player and uh, our station websites. And uh, we realize that, If we can uh, do a really good job of collecting and analyzing data from this 10% of the audience, we can use that as a a proxy to be able to infer how our campaign is working over the air and uh, start to see some pretty interesting information on campaign performance.
0: Tell me about the algorithm that you built and how it leverages the different data points to be able to do that by proxy calculation?
1: Yeah, what we did here is we took two years worth of minute-by-minute streaming data. For every minute of the day, we took the number of listeners at that time, and then we cross-referenced that against uh, PPM data that we were getting for those same stations, uh, again, on a minute-by-minute basis over two years. Our goal in doing this was to try and understand how listeners in Canada engage with radio. We were able to see that uh, some patterns where at different times of day, the streaming would be stronger compared to other times of day. Uh, for instance, across the board, in the, the 7, 8 o'clock hour, broadcast is very, very strong compared to streaming. Same thing in the five o'clock hour. In fact, uh, quite often we see a fairly big drop off in the, the streaming during the five to six o'clock hour, and vice versa. In midday, uh, we start to see real strength and growth in streaming, just at the time of day when the the FM listening is, in a lot of cases, going lower. So, seeing some of the, this and and running this through um, some machine learning, we were able to build an algorithm that uh, based on the Time of day that an ad airs, uh, we can see where the streaming is at at that time of day. And then from there, project to what that looks like over the air based on that history and how Canadian listeners engage with radio.
0: So, can you talk us through the conversion aspect of Validate? Yeah, so Sean, what we did
1: is, with that uh, streaming information that we have access to, we began tagging every single one of our listeners that tunes into our stations via a digital device. And we give them an anonymous ID number that is uh, privacy safe and it doesn't contain any personally identifiable information. And then with that number, every time we air an ad, uh, we record that against that listener. And that lets us be able to to, uh, produce a report to see how many times each listener has heard uh, an ad on the station and the times of day that those ads were heard. Then we built out a a conversion tag that we can provide to an advertiser to place on their website. And we're hopeful that uh, if we've got a a campaign where we're doing our job and we've got a good creative, proper frequency, and that that's being run for a, a good period of time, that at some point those listeners will begin to do some research and go and visit that advertiser's website and they might be wanting to maybe in the case of a car dealer just learn more about the various vehicles that are available Uh, they might be wanting to just get uh, an address or a phone number for that business but when that person who has heard us on the stream heard that ad on the stream later visits the advertisers website that conversion tag will fire It'll reach back into to validate and uh, see, uh, yep, this is a, a person that has previously been exposed to this ad. And then we can record that as a conversion and show what that journey looked like of how long it took to get from hearing an ad to visiting that site and how many times that listener had to hear the ad along the way to get there.
0: Can you describe in an audio uh, format here what a dashboard would look like and the information that would be presented?
1: What we're really trying to do is mirror what uh, somebody would would see in a, a Google or Facebook dashboard, and be able to use terminology that allows for apples to apples comparisons to uh, just show how effective radio is against those other options. So you will see the number of impressions served during the time period. And you'll be able to see a, a cost per thousand impression metric, uh, which is uh, really the metric that most digital advertising is, is traded off of. And the uh, the most pleasant surprise for us in this project is being able to put radio advertising in a CPM formula and seeing that uh, more often than not, we're actually far more cost effective than a lot of those other digital options. And uh, we just uh, didn't realize that until we started being able to see what that looks like with the, the extent of the impressions we're delivering and the, the cost that the advertiser is is uh, paying for a campaign.
0: That's a real win-win too, isn't it? It's a win for the advertiser because they begin to see what that CPM looks like and compare it to what they've been paying or might pay in a digital environment. It also gives the radio business a, some pause to have a look at all this data by product category, by format, so on and make some decision about rates and where we are in the industry doesn't it
1: totally and uh especially when you compare you know just the, the sheer number of impressions that we're able to serve in radio sometimes it's hard to buy that uh, extent of reach in a smaller community and uh, certainly not as cost effectively as we can do it and more often than not the the other options are display ads that might be on your screen for a fraction of a second maybe a video ad in your instagram feed that quickly goes uh, in and out as the the user moves away from that and uh, when i compare the quality of those impressions to a 30 second ad where you're all by yourself. There's no competing for attention with other ads on the screen. It's just a, a far superior advertising experience. And to be able to do that at a, a lower rate than some of those other options is just a no brainer.
0: Andrew Validate's been running on Patterson media stations for some uh, stations up to two years. What are some of the early wins that you've seen?
1: So one of the big wins for us with Validate has actually just been with our own internal sales teams and being able to see these conversion reports and to start to get a feel for the number of times an ad needs to be heard in order for a listener to respond and to see what that that response time looks like in different categories. And we're starting to use that data very effectively to set expectations with advertisers and let them know upfront that you can't just test radio for a week or two and expect to see results. Uh, We've got hard data that shows that you need to have a campaign running for typically 30 to 45 days at, at a minimum before you're gonna start to see those really big results and you need a high frequency. You can't cut back on that because the average listener needs to hear an ad 7 to 11 times depending on the category and having access to that data lets us set those expectations to prevent sometimes the clients from chickening out a little bit too early just before they're about to see results and uh, that's been just a really big win for us to be able to pull out those hard numbers to be able to show that in a real tangible way.
0: Andrew, to embark on this project which would involve real clients did you feel that there was any risk involved
1: we honestly didn't know what would happen how our numbers would compare to other advertising options and it was scary for some of our sales reps in the initial days of asking advertisers to put a conversion tag on their site because they didn't know how this is going to come back. Are we going to see that the radio campaign isn't producing any results whatsoever? That was a real legitimate fear that we just didn't know the answer to. Um, We felt that it was a risk worth taking and that this is where the, the client expectations were going towards having this type of information. And And uh, at the end of the day, we're really glad that we took that risk because we're finding very, very consistently across the board that uh, the results are strong for our radio campaigns. And where they aren't, a lot of times it's pointing to Problems that uh, with creative or the frequency not being high enough, and that's letting us have conversations with clients about making changes and, and updating their strategy uh, before they just uh, come and cancel on us. So across the board, I think it's been uh, just fantastic to have access to this data that we didn't have before.
0: Now, Patterson Media has entered into an agreement with Momentum Media Marketing, and that will see Validate licensed and distributed to radio groups why was it important to choose a third party like momentum?
1: we We quickly realized that the the problem that um, we feel we've solved on the local level, can and be solved at the national level by having a a standardized platform that presents data in a way that these decision makers are wanting to see it. And our goal really behind this whole project is just to bring more money back into the industry as a whole. And we felt that um, Momentum was a, a trusted, neutral party to be able to uh, facilitate that, and to set up all of the the needed firewalls to keep data separate from the the different companies, and uh, uh, make that run in a credible way.
0: Andrew, I really appreciate all the work that's gone into validate audio attribution, and I really want to thank you for the time you spent here today. Yeah, thank you, Sean. Andrew Snook is director of digital for Patterson Media. For more information on validate audio attribution. Follow Validate.Audio.
1: Thanks for listening to Broadcast Dialogue.